It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Hello and welcome back or welcome to the podcast if this is your first time. Here we chat about all things thoughts, feelings, mindset, neuroscience, and in short, how we can start to feel better more of the time. Because at the end of the day, self-improvement, self-development is an ongoing journey. It never stops. When we figure out what works for us, what puts us in that mood that makes us feel empowered and resilient and confident, we then have to keep on doing that thing. And then as our situation and context changes, we then have to find new things that work for us. So it is this constant, continual work that ultimately helps us to feel most like ourselves and like our best selves. So today I am actually recording this from sunny Bristol where I am down doing a few workshops with some men's groups um, about mental health, well mental well-being more specifically. So today I was with a group of a group of middle-aged men I would say who have a sort of a support network where they just come together and play board games, chat and I was not sure what to expect and essentially how I described the session to them is that we're just going to have a conversation about some things that you don't normally have conversations about and what that involves is them having one-to-one conversations with each other, well more specifically not conversations, one of them is given a minute to speak to answer a question whilst the other one doesn't open their mouth, maybe smiles and nods but that's it. Because actually, in our day-to-day life, when we are having conversations, we want to support and, and, and empower the person in front of us. And that might be by the way of, oh yeah, I experienced that too. Or, oh yeah, I heard that the other day as well. We're always constantly, a lot of the time, looking to speak. And if we're not looking to speak, we're probably not fully paying attention. We're thinking about what we're going to have for dinner, maybe how we feel anxious about the situation or the conversation or thinking about actually I really want to escape the conversation rather than being truly present with the person so that's one of the activities that we do um and then we do we did some others where it's getting them to think about what they feel comfortable with and what they don't and it opens up their minds to that other people are more comfortable with certain things than than others actually where their own boundaries lie and where maybe actually they need to challenge themselves a bit more so it was a really I you know when you get shivers throughout your body because something's just so powerful maybe it's a song someone singing on the x factor or just somebody tells you something or they tell you how they overcame something or a really beautiful story and you just get shivers all over your body I got that multiple times today throughout that session um so really really powerful stuff so feeling very very good um but what I want to talk about today was actually a situation that happened after that now for context this is coming out a little later if you're listening on Friday just today um I recorded an hour-long session hour-long session hour-long podcast this morning kind of all about my story and where why I do what I do because it's something that I've realized I haven't really talked about all that much and I somebody told me the other day 
they were describing why they share their story. And that actually the reason why you share your story is not to just talk about yourself, but that by by sharing your story, other people can understand their own story more. So listening to someone else's story sheds clarity on our own. So I'm definitely going to start to do that because I think a lot of you who listen maybe have no idea how I got to where I got to, why I do what I do, whether I fell into it, whether it was a decisive move, where I get this passion from and this knowledge from. So I did record that hour-long episode this morning, but I wasn't quite happy with it. It was potentially more on the rambly side and perhaps it didn't need to be an hour. So I left it alone. I didn't want to put something out there that I didn't think was going to give as much value as I wanted it to. So I left it for the day. And actually, now what I want to talk about, and it'll only be about a 15-minute podcast I'm planning, is an experience I had. So (laughs) something that Jordan and I like to do that is... We obviously work a lot of the time, both self-employed. So working takes up a huge amount of our time and focus. And we like to put all of our energy, all of our time and most of our money into our work. So that doesn't leave a huge amount of time, money and energy for other things. So something that we do like to do that aligns with our work values and, and that is go to car dealerships. Now, no, it's not something I would naturally do by myself, but Jordan has inspired me to start looking at cars. We're big fans of Porsche. Um, we don't have one. We have currently have an MX-5, uh, but we're dreaming of a Porsche. Um, and pretend we've been looking at uh, Jaguar F-types as well. But other than that, we don't really look at that many car brands. But we saw that there was a Porsche dealership in Bristol and we had a lot of time after my workshop so we thought let's go and spend some time looking around it'll be motivating it'll be inspiring it helps us to see what we really want potentially in the future so we looked around Porsche it's all right and where else did we look around Jaguar as well and then we saw that there was Aston Martin and we have Jordan knows nothing about Aston Martin I barely know a thing about cars as it is my priorities come with as long as it's got a cream interior and I do like a bit of Alcantara, I've come to learn, then I'm happy with it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm all aesthetics with this because I don't know what a V8 is from a V12 and I don't know Well, I'm learning. And Jordan had no idea of Aston Martin anyway and we thought, let's just go. Let's, let's go and have a look. So we went in and it can feel... I think if we were to go on our own, it could feel quite intimidating. You're going into a car dealership and just FYI, I promise this does have value in relation to mindset. <laughs> I'll get there. But, you know, you're walking into a dealership where they sell like £250,000 cars and you would imagine that they're probably judging you. You know, I'm 25. I'm wearing shorts and a little vest top. I'm not giving off the air of abundance. But at the same time, two things. First of all, well, you never judge a book by its cover. Some of the wealthiest people in the world wear the most basic clothes. And whenever I've gone into a Porsche garage or or wherever, I've never felt judged because I don't know what training they go through. But they realise that actually they don't know who they're speaking to 
and they don't know in two years time where that person could be. And so the attitude we went into Aston Martin with was, we don't know a thing about the brand, but if you were to tell us and we were to have a positive experience, then, well, maybe in five years time or a few years time when we can afford an expensive car, who are we going to think of? We're going to think of the place that gave us a positive experience. And so we walked in and were instantly greeted by some really lovely people on the counter. Now, these are luxury cars. And so the people on the front, they're meant to be professional. They are used to talking to highly successful people. And so in some garages, they can be quite you know, quite serious, potentially intimidating, but yeah, they were so welcoming. They didn't care what we looked like, who we were. They asked if we wanted a drink and we had, they gave us some water and said we were welcome to walk around the car. If we had cars, if we had any questions to ask, we could sit in them. And so we walked around and we felt fairly comfortable. We saw some that we kind of like, for those of you who do know Aston Martin, we liked the can you call them a vantage or does it have to be a vantage because everyone called them vantage but I don't know if it's just the accent we like those cars and so we wandered around and then as we were walking out we had a little chat to the people at the front desk and they were lovely the most they made us feel so comfortable they were laughing they gave us such a good experience and then spent half an hour showing us around the cars, telling us about the history of Aston Martin, about what you could get when you were to buy one, knowing our situation. And they said that actually, if if you go to a place like Lamborghini or McLaren, they actually don't allow you to just walk in and have a look around the cars. You have to show them your, something to do with your bank. And yeah, th- that is quite intimidating. But with Aston Martin, even though it's a lot more expensive than a lot of Porsches and Jaguar, they're actually, their motto or their company values is that if they have young kids peeking through the glass, they're encouraged to go out and invite them in and to show them around. And as we left, feeling really good and as though, you know, hey, (laughs) maybe we'll get an Aston Martin one day. It got me thinking. It got me thinking that our beliefs often have nothing to do with the facts but actually in fact more to do with our thoughts and feelings at the time of the initial experience we had so let me put that into context somebody who becomes successful later in life is more likely to buy the childhood car that they dreamed of the car that they saw um uh, what's this James Bond driving the car that their dad had or you know I I don't know (laughs) something that they saw that was really inspiring really exciting they're more likely to try and to seek to fulfill their childhood dream than to potentially buy a car based on the facts that they've learned in recent years now obviously if money is an object, you know, money is is a thing. They're probably more likely to buy the car that that is uh, logistically convenient, right? If they've got kids and the fuel consumption, and yeah. But if money's not an object, and this child who peeked through the window when they were fourteen years old and were invited in and got a great tour around the cars, who watched Aston Martin in the James Bond films 
They've got such a picture in their head, such an internal excitement, so many positive beliefs from such a young age where your mind is so, um, what's the word? Oh, you're going to be shouting it down the phone at me. Uh, Moldable. (laughs) That's not the word at all, but you know what I mean. Where their beliefs that, you know, as when the younger you are, the the more, oh my gosh, my words are failing me. Look, take it easy on me. I've delivered workshops today and I've spent a lot of time in the 26 degree heat and I've spent a lot of time looking at cars and hearing language that I don't really understand. So my brain's on its last legs. But you know what I'm saying? They're going when they grow up and they do have an abundance of money, they are that entrepreneur who the business goes, does it very successfully. And let's be honest, the amount of insane cars that you see on the road, there's a lot of highly successful people. We're not talking about just a few. There's a lot of them out there. And you listening could well be one of them. You could well be one of them in the future. There's nothing to say that you can't. A lot of it's skill, but a lot of it's being in the right place at the right time. Think about Gymshark. Ben Francis talks about it all the time it was a twist of fate that got him to where he was where he is now he's not a probably a natural born entrepreneur he met the right person at the right time his grandma taught him how to sew at the right time the i think he describes it as the stars aligning they had a vision and the stars aligned and they got where they were anyway (laughs) i'm going off on one and so i think we can take a few things from my experience today and this idea of a kid buying their childhood dream car in the future two things one that's kind of on the positive side one that's on the more okay let's re-evaluate our beliefs so first of all and I'm not quite sure how to put this because I've only just come from this experience so it's still processing in my mind but I don't, so I don't quite know how, how it fits with you in, in terms of your experience and your job, but I'm sure it will in some way. We can be very quick to judge, and this is actually something that I discussed with the group earlier. You know, men, men's mental health is all about this idea that you can't cry because it's weak. This idea that you won't talk about X, Y, and Z because you you feel like you're going to be judged. Why do you feel like you're going to be judged? Because you judge people yourself. You know that you do. It's natural. It's human instinct. We just do it. We do it because in the past, judging, we had to judge a situation. We had to judge a person's character because if we didn't, we might trust something or ignore something that could end up killing us or lead to a fatality. So that's why we judge. But in this situation of the car dealerships, you know, in a few years... If they'd, if we'd walked up and they said, oh, sorry, no, we can't let you in if you're not, you know, a serious potential buyer. We'd never, when we do have the money, we'd have no interest in Aston's. But because we walked in there and we had such a great experience, they really inspired us. They showed us, they talked to us, they educated us. With no judgment, just enthusiasm and a love for their cars and the excitement that one day maybe we'd get to drive one. We now have a really positive view and great beliefs about Aston Martin as a brand. So whatever industry you're in, or even in your personal life, the return on your time 
your acceptance of people, your non-judgmental attitude and your acceptance of whoever's in front of you could, maybe in the short term or in the long term, the investment of that time, energy and acceptance, non-judgmental attitude could be tremendous. Somebody that you meet today or over the last week that you said something kind to could end up in a week's time, five years time, 10, 20 years time, bring you an insane opportunity. Come to you asking for your help with something that they're willing to spend a huge amount of money for. Whatever, whatever means something to you, that could be possible. So it's a reminder to think about how are we interacting with people? How do we treat people? Do we listen to them truly? Do we judge them when we don't really know them? So something to think about there. But second of all, what actions are you taking that are inspired from old beliefs? Because maybe on the flip side, yeah, it's, it's great for Aston Martin if somebody comes to them saying, oh, I can't wait, I want to buy my dream car, which is actually what they said uh, customer a new customer's coming to do tomorrow. His dream car was this car in, from Aston Martin. I don't know, I can't remember the, <laughs> the model. And he's coming to buy his dream car tomorrow. That's great for them. But then on the flip side, if you're somebody who stays so strict to your beliefs, that are such long-term beliefs, you see them as fact, and you don't check them around your knowledge now, your truth now, then you might end up making some mistakes, doing some behavior, um, using some behaviors that actually aren't in alignment with what you want now. And this is often prevalent for the behaviors that we, or the beliefs that we gain through our parents or through our, our childhood experiences. Because our brain was so, here we go, the word that I can't think of, mold, easily moldable <laughs> when we were younger. What we saw, what we experienced, what we heard, what we were told went in quite easily into our brains. And if we thought about that again and we, we acted on that belief or that thought, it becomes a belief that's very much ingrained. And then without even realising, we act on those beliefs as we get older. So maybe it's the belief that money doesn't grow on trees. Money's bad. Money's evil. Desiring stuff is, is bad. That's just the first example I can think of. But there will be many. Waste not, want not. No, no, no. That's, that's not the right example. So have a think. Are there any beliefs that you, and this is difficult stuff because you've, <laughs> your beliefs are what you think are true. Your beliefs are what you think are right about the world. And if you think they're right, your brain is desperate to keep itself in the position of I am right. So to take yourself out of that, to be so self-aware that you can rejudge your own judgments is a real skill and it doesn't come easy. It doesn't always come straight away. But if you can start thinking now, what beliefs have you had or do you currently have? What actions are you taking that are based off old beliefs that currently don't serve you anymore? I remember that when I had a poor money mindset, I would walk a mile to go and find 30p cheaper oat milk 
because I thought that it wasn't worth my money. But actually, time is most important to me now. Time, in in some scenarios, means money. And so walking a mile for 30p cheaper oat milk is not, is not in my beliefs and my values anymore. But I had to really spend some time considering that. I had to, because my belief that we should save our money, we should do anything we can to not spend, was so strong that to really overcome that, I had to really talk and practice myself out of that by realising that actually, maybe it's not about saving and, and being as skimpy with our money as we can. That, I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe it's also about how can we gain more? How can we do more to increase the money that's coming in rather than reduce the amount we spend? Again, that's just one example. And even something today, I can't remember, I, I can't for the life of me think what it was, but I was in the car with Jordan and I was about to say something about something like, oh no, I don't like those. And I realised, hang on a minute, what are you talking about? What do you mean you don't like those? You're, you're saying you don't like those because you've said you don't like those for the past three years. But do, do you really not like those? Or do you? Do you, see, do you see what I mean? So every time you go to judge something or to say a really strong statement about something or strong opinion, consider, where's this belief coming from? Do I truly believe that? Is that really what I think? Um, this isn't to throw all of your beliefs and your way of being up in the air, but it's to remind yourself to stay open-minded. And it might be that, you know, in your relationships, whether romantic or otherwise, you're throwing away good quality friendships and opportunities for conversation because you're so used to saying no or so used to saying, oh, I don't believe that, I don't like that, or I do like that, or I only do this. But actually, it's not entirely true. So I'm not going to go any further with that. I think we've got the message. But get yourself to an Aston Martin garage dealership or a different one challenge yourself to go out of your comfort zone to go somewhere where you feel you don't belong somewhere so my equivalent of jordan taking me <laughs> taking me to car garages is i like to go around sh- uh, show homes this it's actually what i spent my birthday doing <laughs> again it's free it's inspiring and it opens your mind it puts new pictures into your mind as to what's possible and there's usually some around that aren't too far to drive to so if you want a free day out that's inspiring go to some car garages and some um some show homes they don't mind they really really don't and at the end of the day just because you're not looking to buy that house or that car right now if you had a positive experience it could very well lead you to come back to that brand in the future. So keep that in your mind when you go into that expensive jewellery store. Keep that in your mind when someone comes in to your store or to speak to you. Are you judging them? Because remember, just because it might not happen now, they if you give them a positive experience, they may just well remember that for a long time to come and hey because of my experience in Aston Martin today I'm here talking about it with you so that's it how long have we been going for 23 minutes oh my goodness I said it would be 15 anyway I've got to get some dinner (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this podcast if you did please do click 
download, click follow. I think it's follow. I, I really should figure out. It's different on Apple as it is to Spotify, but I think most of you listen on Spotify. So what I believe is follow. If you could click follow on this podcast and then click five stars, it would be the absolute highlight of my day, even more of a highlight than having a pleasant experience at Aston Martin and having a wonderful workshop with those guys earlier. It means the world because guess what? It tells the podcast platform that this is a podcast worth listening to. And I don't gain anything from this. I'm not running ads on this. I don't get sponsored from this. I don't get anything apart from the fact that I'm completing each week my non-negotiable of putting out a podcast. So it the only th- and also that it gets out to more people and more people start to be less judgmental, start to have a more positive mindset. So if you could do that, it would mean the world. But with all that's left to say, that's a new way of saying it. The only thing that's left to say, you can tell I'm tired. Have a wonderful weekend and I will see you back here next week. Appreciate you.